Hey everyone, this is the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pregame and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, you can go ahead and play against your co-host and finally settle the bet on who knows their football best. This week we're going to be covering the Thursday night matchup of the Jets versus the Colts. Go to winview.tv slash doc and you can get $100 matched, up to $100 matched on your first deposit. That's Woo! amazing. We love you guys over at Winview Games. Thank you so much. Again, guys, go over to winview.tv slash doc. Get that $100 match on your first deposit. Tate, how are you going into this Thursday night matchup? We've got plenty to talk about with Week 9. Oh, a lot. So we had the NFL trade deadline, and it feels like that's the least important thing that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Right? It's seriously. I, I felt like nothing really happened at the deadline, and oh. yet, and yet, we've got a ton to unwrap, a ton of different fluid fantasy football situations, a reigning league MVP that is not going to be available for. You know, State Farm has got to feel like this is this whole Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers thing is cursed, right? <laughs> the last, the last two years, yes. Rodgers came up one game short, one win short of a State Farm Super Bowl showdown between him and Patrick Mahomes. Oh and now they're supposed to face off during the regular season. And, of course, Rodgers gets COVID. You know that they must have some pre-recorded commercials for these opportunities where they're going to be facing off against each other. I'm sure that they've just got these locked away in the vault, and then the guy going in there to get the tape is just like, I guess... Not this week. <laughs> some a some advertising or marketing guy that has been trying to roll out this footage from probably recorded three years ago is Italy. sitting there pissing and pissing his pants because he's like, oh, when are we going to be able to play this commercial ad that we've had for three years? They just won't play each other for God's sake. It's going to be a, a tape that's fully featured in. They're going to have that guy wearing the cheese head in it. It's going to be all Packers doubt versus Chiefs. And what's going to happen is by the time they can finally play it, Rogers going to be on a different team. <laughs> Rogers going to be retired by the time they actually get this one. They're going to end up playing, but playing each other in a game of chess or something like that. Playing each other in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> what was your thought on just a couple more uh, trade deadline things with Von Miller going over to the Rams with that move that LA made? What was your first initial reaction when you heard that? I love the move for the Rams. I mean, uh, again, if you're going to try to nitpick about price, I mean, they gave up a second and a third. Vaughn's still got something left in the tank, and you're not trying to worry about, well, how many years does Vaughn have left? You don't really care how many years Vaughn has left. You care about, can he help you win a Super Bowl right now this season when you have this roster in place? Yeah. The answer is yes. So I, I, if you're being aggressive... I just don't know when they're going to ever reload with draft picks. I mean, they've pretty much mortgaged the future and said, we're trying to win right now. Uh, so I, I like it. It's consistent with their all-in approach. Yeah, they have absolutely punted the future there in L.A. But because, I mean, understandably so, I, they went out and they got Stafford. They have incredible offensive weapons in their receiving core and – Obviously, they have one of the best defenses in the league, if not the best defense in the league behind Aaron Donald. So you understand why they're pushing all in, especially because the Super Bowl is going to be in L.A. this year. And I'm sure that you understand that being a Bucks fan, getting to have the Bucks win at home for the Super Bowl. So I'm sure you can appreciate that. I can appreciate it. I know that they have every intention. I mean, that's why you go and give up two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford, because yep. you believe you have enough pieces set in place with a window with Aaron Donald. 
Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I mean, I'm not going to say this team is old, but no. a lot of their players that are firmly established. Uh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of their pieces are are established veterans, right? You know, you look across the board, Aaron Donald, I think, is 30. Jalen Ramsey's in his, like, later 20s right now, I believe he is. Uh, same thing with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I mean, all those pieces across the board. Now you got Von Miller, who's, what, 32, 33, 34 years old, somewhere around there. You got yeah. all those pieces right now, including Stafford, who's also, I think, 33. Mm-hmm. You got a team that has, as at the peak of their abilities, if not starting to maybe go on the downside for some of them, right now is your window. They understand that. They're pushing their chips to the center. So I at least commend them for that. We'll see if it works out. I mean, hopefully it does. You don't, you know, pay the high premium on everything to not end up with at least getting there. So hopefully it works out for them. I'd love to see them in the Super Bowl this year just because, you know, I'll probably be able to hear the fireworks going off from where I live, and that'll be right. hilarious and fun. Um, but let's talk about the fantasy fallout of, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to be out this week. He has COVID-19 and is, I think, deemed eligible to come back, not this coming Saturday, obviously, but not till the following one. Right. Because he has to pass a certain number of protocols as he is positive in that format and all that fun stuff um Devonte adams should be back but he still has to have a couple more negative tests i believe before he's 100 percent back if he's 100 percent back i think it doesn't matter who's under center it's going to be jordan love but you're starting Devonte adams anyways i think you have to i mean yeah. it's hard to justify not starting Devonte adams even without aaron Rodgers. but yep. uh, you know temper your expectations probably end up more of like a top 15 to top 20 option. I think that that's how much of a difference Aaron Rodgers makes. Yeah, now, what we'll do is we'll find... I'm not starting any other Packer that's not a running back, though. I mean, I'll still start okay. Aaron Jones. You know, if you're real desperate in a deep league, maybe I roll the dice on A.J. Dillon uh, if they try to that's go like ahead and... Flex. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to... Again, deeper league where you expect maybe the Packers try to run the football, control the clock, shorten the game. That's mm -hmm. how the, that's their maybe their method to their madness to try to keep Patrick Mahomes off the football field uh, to steal another win against a team that you know is pretty darn talented when they're not at one hundred percent. But yeah, this is a tall order, and I mean, if you're Jordan Love. You have the opportunity to play against a defense that's really been struggling for most of the 2021 season. So absolutely. Um, we're going to find out real quick, you know, I believe if if the Packers were completely wrong about Jordan Love and he comes in and he's way in over his head, yeah. or if he looks serviceable, kind of like the first time we saw Aaron Rodgers pressed into action when Brett Favre, I believe, got injured in a game and, and mm -hmm. didn't finish, but he still ended up starting in the next game. But point is, we're getting our first look at Jordan Love, and I think the Packers organization has to be holding their breath. I definitely think they do, and I think that this could be a really good, you know, opportunity for him. Like you said, this is a defense that shouldn't scare him. In fact, that they've been very susceptible to the past. They they have struggled so far this season. But what I do like about AJ Dillon as well, I feel like Aaron Jones could get a little bit more passing work just because Bob Tunyon's not in. Again, he's on IR. He just got hurt. Brutal yeah. fashion. That absolutely uh. sucks. Um, but maybe if Aaron Jones gets a little bit more pass work in the dink and dunk kind of session, then maybe A.J. Dillon gets a bit more rushing attempts in, in terms of that 
clock management, that game management that you were just discussing. So this could be a really good Aaron Jones game, just in that sense that he could have a slight uptick in targets. See, I can understand where you're coming from with the screen game and mm -hmm. check downs and stuff of that nature. Yeah, that certainly could be a possibility. In fact, it probably is. I also think, though, you do you, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, and what do you expect the Packers to do when heading into this football game without Aaron Rodgers, you expect them to probably try to run the football. And does Matt LaFleur play into those tendencies by going play action and trying to mm -hmm. push the ball down the field where the linebackers of the Kansas City Chiefs have really struggled in coverage so far this year? I mean, yeah. we just saw Willie Gay actually get an inter interception on Monday Night Football, but they've really had a lot of issues on the back end uh, in coverage. In particular, Daniel Sorensen has just gotten torched time and time and time again this season. So we'll see. It's going to be... I. I I don't know what to expect because I don't think the Packers know what to expect from Jordan Love. So I, I'm just I'm not starting anybody not named Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. Absolutely. On the opposite side of the ball, really quick, I just wanted to bring up two players. Travis Kelsey obviously had I, is underwhelming a good enough word or upsetting, disappointing tragic in terms of his stat line last week against the Giants. He only had four catches on seven targets for twenty seven yards. That's not what you become accustomed to when it comes to Travis Kelsey. Him putting up only... You need a Snickers in that game. He wasn't acting himself. He hasn't been himself for a while this year. Uh, I, I do expect I mean, he's him... He's had to... a good floor. I mean, he's had more, more Travis Kelsey-like floor, but not the elite renaming what it is to be a tight end in this league stats. I mean, he That's had I a mean. great yeah. week one and week two, but after that, it kind of dropped off a bit. And it's been kind of the story with the entire Chiefs offense, right? We've even seen Tyreek Hill have monster weeks, but then also kind of come back down to earth. And I'm not saying anybody's figuring out the Kansas City Chiefs. I just, their, their inability to run the football consistently, and you're just having to rely on Mahomes, and not to mention the defense is also having its issues, so Mahomes kind of pressing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, it, it's just been a weird year for a team that still has all the talent in the world on the offensive side of the football. And I, I think that Kelsey will bounce back in a big way. Definitely. And then Derek Gore, I wanted to bring up because first of all, when I saw him in the game, I got really confused and I was like, did they sign Frank Gore? I'm hoping a I'm not the did. only one. Yeah, that was like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? Did I miss a trade? Did I miss a signing? Like, I know I've been busy this year more than any other year. It feels like I'm just constantly busy and I feel like I'm missing stuff, but I'm like, I feel like I would have remembered this. But no, Derek Gore was a thing this past week week and in terms of where you see him ranked against Darrell Williams I mean is he startable this week against the Packers if you're um, hurting no if, you, if you're if you're in trouble I mean he's worth like a dart throw in a really deep league but maybe more DFS then yeah I mean I I'm still I'm personally not starting Derek Gore this week okay. I, I I'm personally not even in DFS even though maybe he's a nice you know, kind of against the grain, not a chalky type play. Sure, but I don't know. I I, I, I liked what I saw, and he's worth an ad. That's yeah. what I can say about him. Those two things. But I'm not starting him this week. All right, let's talk about another piece of football news that came in this morning because we needed more, mm -hmm. apparently. But Michael Thomas is actually out for the season. Additional yeah. complications with his injury, other things coming up. I think he just doesn't want to play with the Saints anymore, personally. I think you and I have discussed this before multiple times. Um, but he is out. Obviously, if you drafted him, you were dealing with this all season. But if you are in redraft, you can officially drop him now. Can you feel it? Can you smell it? 
No, it's not what The Rock is cooking. Is that you know something's not right with Michael Thomas and the Saints. You nope. felt it this offseason. You kind of knew that when he elected to wait to get surgery yeah. into June rather than at the end of the football season for the Saints when that ended in January. Like, it's just a, a major red flag to wait that amount of time. And in particular, the amount of money that the Saints paid him by kind of like resetting the wide receiver market. Mm -hmm. It's just very odd what has transpired there. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Okay, he waits for the surgery. Okay, he's placed on uh, pup or, or injured reserve for a while. Okay, he has a aggravated aggravates his injury and he's done for the year something's wrong something's up and it's bad more bad news for the saints offense because then you look at this is coming the same week that they lost their starting quarterback in Jameis winston for the rest of the year so a lot of unknown with the saints offense at the moment a lot unknown i think that one thing that looks like is probably going to happen is that Taysom Hill is going to be under center this week although trevor simeon did make a good show of it this past weekend he did. He did. It was, it was quite serviceable for mm -hmm. what he put forth, given that he was kind of thrown into a situation against the defending Super Bowl champs. And I know the Bucks' defense has still had some issues so far this year, in particular on the back end. Uh, but I got to go ahead and give credit where credit is due. Trevor Simeon got away with an interception. He threw one to Antoine Winfield Jr. that ended up getting called back because of kind of a. I would say a very generous, you know, roughing the passer call, but those calls seem to happen every week in every game in the National Football League nowadays where they're trying to protect the quarterback. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, Trevor Simeon made a case for himself to potentially compete for this starting gig, and if it's Taysom Hill under center, I think it does have a slight effect on Alvin Kamara. Absolutely. I think what we've seen before when Taysom Hill is in the game, Alvin Kamara's overall production does take a dip because Taysom Hill will just run it in himself. So it's taking kind of the floor out from underneath Alvin Kamara. And if I'm looking at this offense and who I feel confident starting just this weekend, I if I'm in a quarterback pinch, I'm starting Taysom Hill just because his rushing floor is too good to not start. And then I'm still starting Alvin Kamara because, I mean, even if I have to move him down in my own rankings of my team as my RB2, I can't afford to bench him in this situation. No. So yeah, it's not like you're not doing anything crazy with this, but you have to temper those expectations. I mean, you weren't really starting a Saints wide receiver anyway. I mean, maybe no, Marquez Callaway. I mean, no. maybe in a deeper league. but In uh, like a three wide receiver with two flex positions <laughs> league, yes. Because I'm in, you and I are both in leagues like this where we've got like, it feels like a roster that doesn't end of people you have to start. And you're like, you've got a pulse. You get in there. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, then you're starting them. But outside of that, in a normal format, you're not starting a single one of these receivers. Right. And But you're still starting Alvin Kamara. So, I mean, you're just hoping that Taysom Hills, it's not as much his his goal line work. Yes, Taysom Hill does play a, a factor into that. Mm -hmm. um, but... It's more so the the, the pass-catching work. Taysom Hill and his ability or, or willingness to check it down rather than try to extend the play or just take off running himself. Those are the yep. things that really affected him during that sample size we saw last year in 2020. Yep. All right, let's talk about, since we just talked about a wide receiver that we feel like maybe doesn't want to play with his team anymore, one receiver we absolutely know does not want to be with this team anymore is Odell Beckham Jr. And all that's come through in the news with him, his dad, everyone just posting videos and different things 
they won't pl- they won't throw him the ball blah 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 all that fun stuff anyways all the all the news is showing <laughs> that he's not he's not gonna be playing this weekend likely not playing this weekend not a good look when your no. dad is going to social media and you're not throwing my son the ball like I'm not saying that's what he sounds like, you no, know, but, but I, you gotta know he, he knew what he was doing and he knew what yeah. he was trying to do. What he was trying to do was he was trying to get his son out of Cleveland. He was trying to get him to trade him. Yeah. Um, but I don't think a team wanted to p- take over that contract. Well, one, the contract and two, where's the production been for OBJ? Like, I'm not saying that he can't play, right? no. But if you're if you're taking your resume to someone else and saying I can do this job and they're like you didn't do it this year try again like they're not gonna he's not showing what he has been in the past and oh, no, if he's... he if he's something else this off season with another team that's a future him and that's a future us discussion but as of right now he's not playing the rest of the season I don't see he's one of the most curious cases in recent history with. He it's not like he had a one hit wonder great year. Like yeah. he had three great years to start his NFL career on teams with like Eli Manning as he was kind of going down like the, definitely the back end of his career. Mm-hmm. Odell was special and then to see that special talent just not live up and not be able to produce on that level I don't want to say that it's like anything physical because when I watch him still run rounds, he can still break people off. He can still no, he do. He still looks fully fit, and we know he's dealt with other injuries in the past. So I don't think that that's the issue. It's something else. But there's also a con- there's there's some sort of there's got to be some sort of like sour milk fee- feel that he has wherever he is, right? Mm-hmm. It like it spoils after a certain amount of time in the fridge. Like things start off well hunky-dory good you know and then after a time it just that that relationship curdles and yeah. i know it's a weird i, I know it's a no, weird you've analogy talked so much about sour milk now i just my ugh. bad my bad all right so point is disgusting. i'm just it's, saying it's his situation though it totally fits the analogy fits the it goes bad it seems to go bad and yeah, it I has was it Eli Manning? No, everybody seems to like Eli. Is it Baker Mayfield? No. Baker played better last year without Odell in the lineup. I'm yeah. not saying Odell was the reason why he wasn't playing well to start the year, but there's yeah. something to it that just doesn't add up. And when you try to force your way out and your dad goes to social media to try to help you force your way out, it's not a good look. No, not a good look. Um, obviously, they're at Cincinnati this weekend. A Anytime this division plays each other, it is always a tough, tough game. We saw that with the Browns against the Pitts, the Steelers this past weekend. I was grateful my team managed to squeeze out a win. That was a brutal one. Yeah. But it was a tough kind of grinded out game. And there were messy moments for both teams. I do not expect it to be necessarily any different this weekend. But I do think that the Bengals come out with a win in this one. They're just rolling on a different level than the rest of the division right now. I, I think. Know. Well, I mean, they just lost to the Jets, though. They did. However, it was a much more like shootout situation. This wasn't like they took a bagel against the Jets. Well, they surrendered a two-score lead down the back half of the game. They I did, mean, but I really think that was more of a situation of they weren't prepared for this game in the same sense that other teams probably would be prepared for a regular matchup. They probably looked at the schedule like you and I did and were like, oh, we're playing the Jets. 
coast in this one. Like they didn't probably Maybe. take it seriously the way that they should have. And then well, they took it seriously too late and then they weren't able to keep up with the pace of play. Well, they also had a horrible, horrible, horrible third down call where uh, I forget the name of the quarter. I think it was Mike Hilton got mm -hmm. called for a bogus, bogus, like unnecessary roughness, helmet to helmet, because yeah. the receiver, when the receiver caught the football, the receiver actually like dropped his helmet like a good, mm -hmm. you know, good half a foot and it's just knocked heads and it was a terrible call extended the drive they end up getting another first down kill yeah. the kill the clock joe burrow never got it back it should have never been that close in the first place though no i agree but i'm just saying that game aside they're just they're playing very they're playing with playoffs in mind they're playing with right okay making the, and not just getting to the playoffs not just making it into the run they're planning on making it further than just the first round of making playoffs. some noise making some noise. they're making a lot of noise on both sides of the ball and for that reason especially considering that we've got drama going on in cleveland we've got baker that's still playing very hurt like i just feel like they're too there's too much going on in cleveland for them to come out just like fully ready all systems go we're all at our best to take on this team that is going to be presenting their best yeah, I mean, and the Steelers are still a little bit inconsistent. They need to find more consistency on the offensive side of the football. And then I you agree. look at I'll, I'll start look texting at, Tomlin right now. And then look at the Ravens. Oh, we gotta fix it. You look at the Ravens, and they're they're you take a handful of plays that could have gone either way, and they have a couple more losses on their record. And if Lamar Jackson isn't being superhuman, like Absolutely. so, I would say right now, yeah, the Bengals are still probably the cream of the crop of the division, but a lot can change because there's a lot of football left to be played. Yep, lots of football left to be played. Really quickly, Christian McCaffrey has come off of IR and is permitted back at practice. Underlining this, though, I wouldn't go and throw him into your lineups yet. Wait until the final news comes back that he is going to be ready to start because he can come back to practice. And if for whatever reason he's not 100%, they're yanking him. They're pulling out the hook. They're not going to let him start a game because he is their franchise running back. I don't see them letting him start this week if he's not 110% ready. Well, that hamstring is always tricky, and they've learned their lesson, I think, from last year when yep. trying to bring back Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, you just let him get healthy. I mean, let, let him get, get one hundred, let him get 100% healthy. Although the Panthers made some aggressive moves, brought in some different like cornerbacks that have a lot of talent because I think they believe that they can get into the NFC postseason. So. Really, that offense does need Christian McCaffrey. They have they not do. looked the same over the last month or so, but you don't want to rush him back. So, yeah, I agree with you. Proceed with caution. Definitely proceed with caution. Let's go ahead and jump into the Winview game of the week, Thursday Night Football, the New York Jets versus Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. I would not normally be this excited to talk about the Jets, but Mike White was so fun to watch this weekend. How can you not get excited? Mikey! Yeah, yeah, he was. That was unexpected to say the very least not bad for your first nfl start in your professional career impressive to say the least very impressive guys again go to winview.tv slash doc get a hundred dollars deposit match on your first deposit when you start playing with winview games it's super fun we're going to go through their 10 questions their 10 props for the week Let's start off with number one. Michael Pittman records more receptions than Jamison Crowder in this game. I'm going to go ahead and say, even though I don't think that Corey Davis is going to play, I'm still going to go ahead and say yes. Michael Pittman has is in the midst of a breakout season. He and is. He looks fantastic. Yes. Uh, and no T.Y. Hilton again. He is out with a concussion. Mm -hmm. So those two things, factors combined, yeah, let me go ahead and uh, 
let me roll with Michael Pittman uh, to have more receptions than Jameis Crowder. Absolutely. And just the way that we saw Mike White utilize the running backs a lot last week, especially in the passing game as well, I feel like he's going to be more likely to spread the ball than to feed a single receiver more than another. And I just love the way that Michael Pittman is playing as well. So I agree with you on there. Go ahead and make the prediction. Let's put it in the bank. Number two, Mike White passes for more total yards than Carson Wentz in this game. Well, we're going off the one sample size that uh, the one full game that Mike White has played. He's averaging 400 yards per game. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> small, nah, sample size, small sample a, size. Small sample size. One. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to say, yeah, I do think he does, believe it or not. I think that the, the path to victory for the Indianapolis Colts can go through Jonathan Taylor. I agree. Uh, I don't see, you know, whether it be Michael Carter or, or Ty Johnson doing a whole lot of damage on the ground. I mean, they'll 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 get their touches, but yeah, I mean, if the Jets are going to pull off another upset, I believe it's going to be because of Mike White. So, yeah, I'm going to roll yes with that. I agree, and I think I'm looking at Carson Wentz's yards over this season. I feel like he's closer to averaging around that 200 mark than anything else. He had one game with over 400 yards, and that was against Baltimore, but that is the outlier. Everything else is either under 200 yards or just slightly over. So I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Mike White. We're on the Mike White train. Mikey. Let's go. All right. Either Williams or Buckner get record a f- at least one full sack in this game. I'll go yes. I'm going to go with DeForest Buckner. I think Buckner gets to, gets to the young quarterback. Um, we'll see if he's able to translate the success that he had against the Cincinnati Bengals, which he still made some mistakes in that game. Don't, you know, let's not overlook that. So he's still going to have some growing pain, some growing moments where he holds on the football too long. And I think Buckner does get to him once this game. I agree. Definitely. And that's an easy one for me. Put it in the bank. There's going to be at least one full sack for sure. All right. Both teams combined to score 45 or more points in this game. I don't know. I'm going to say no. I don't see it being a super high-scoring game. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I don't feel like this has that crazy shoot-it-out potential where we're going to look back and see a combined like something crazy of 50 to 60 points. I just don't see it getting there. Yeah, my, I, I, I don't want to hit you with a bunch of numbers on this one. This is just my gut telling me that I just don't think there's going to be a ton of points scored. No, I agree. And that's okay. We can go with our gut on this one. Let's move mm. on. Number five, the longest single offensive play of the game is a completed pass that gains 51 or more total yards. So we got to ask ourselves, who do we like to catch a pass of 51 or more yards? Yeah. Um, you know, Michael as much Pittman? as Michael Pittman's definitely an option, even though I don't, uh, not that he can't go deep. He can, he can get vertical, but no, I wouldn't call him a speed demon by any stretch. I mean, we, you also have to take into consideration Jonathan Taylor, who earlier this year, I think like housed an 84 yard screen pass. So that mm-hmm. counts. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna say no. I, I just that that's it's a pretty big ass play, <laughs> 51 yards to cover half the field. I'm just gonna I, maybe if it was 30, I'd say yes, but yeah. 51 that's a, that's a little that's a little bullish for me. I'll say no. A little steep for me as well. I agree. We're gonna go no on that one. On to number six, Mike White or Carson Wentz each throw at least one interception in the game. Ooh, um, both of them throwing a pick. Yeah, this is an interesting way that they phrased it. It's and, and each of them, at least yeah, one. Correct. So I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say yes. Uh, I'll say yes. 
you know, Mike White, I expect to throw one for sure. It's more so Carson Wentz, which it's hard to predict which Carson Wentz you're going to get. He hasn't been he hasn't been all that bad this season, actually. Um, but I'll go ahead and say he does turn the ball over once. And, um, you know, again, with two offenses, I think that they're going to have their moments, but they're certainly going to showcase why they're not one of the top 10 best units in the league either. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say yes. And I mean, obviously, the Jets defense has been, you know, up and down last week. They had an interception against the Bengals. So maybe I'm just going to go with them feeling the hype train, feeling the Mike White train. Maybe the defense will be able to get on that level as well. I'll, I'll agree with you and go yes on that one. I just right. hope they can they can generate some pressure on, on Carson Wentz to kind of speed up his clock and, and, and make him make a mistake. Absolutely. Jonathan Taylor rushes for 100 or more total yards and scores a touchdown in this game. So this mm -hmm. is both 100 yards or more and scores a touchdown. I'm That's underlining this because Winview likes to put ors and or ands in their questions because some of them benefit you and some of them are like, whoa, that's a really big prop. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do get you. You have to actually, it's almost like doing a math problem, like a word math, uh, a word problem in math. Like I hated that because uh, uh, I'd always, I'd always see, I'd miss those little and or ors that would kind of change the entire uh, context of the of the question. But that being said, this is a big stat line and a big prop. And I'm going to mm -hmm. go ahead and say that Jonathan Taylor hits it though. You think Jonathan Taylor's going to hit it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Give you Taylor, yeah. Give you Taylor. All right, I'm looking at it. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's had three games over 100 yards so far this season. I don't feel like it's out of the question, and he's had at least one touchdown in the last five weeks. So I definitely just love those odds. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Go yes on well, that not one. Also look at what the how many yards and touchdowns that – the Jets have given up to opposing running backs, right? Yeah. And we we saw a couple of weeks ago New England, Damian Harris. I thought Joe Joe Mixon had a night had a nice game. He did. Um, and then we, you know, of course Derrick Henry, and then you know uh, even Cordero Patterson had some success a couple of weeks before that. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, I expect him to have a big week. Should we use our risk free one shot on this one? No, I mean that that the a hundred yards and a touchdown. He could still have a hundred. He could still have a hundred plus yards, but touchdowns are very very tough. So I don't want to like go too 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 far with that. All right, all right. We'll hold on to that one a little bit. Hold longer. it. Hold. Hold. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that we are both thinking of Brady. Oh yeah. And that's oh, hilarious. Yeah. This is what this is why we're best friends. All right. Number eight. At least three points are scored in each quarter of the game. Oh yes. gosh. I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, it's gonna be a really boring. Game. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely say yes. Um, but <laughs> man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Please really pissed. Be boring. I'm gonna be really pissed off if it's like zero zero at the end of the first quarter, and I already missed this prop at the end of the first. It's gonna I agree. Suck. That's gonna be brutal. All right. Hopefully, it's a more fun game yeah. than that. All right, Moali Cox or Elijah Moore score a touchdown, or or. Either player scores five or more receptions in the game. So this is a touchdown for either of those players, or one of those players gets five or more receptions. Oh, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, no. Just pass. No. There's too many <laughs> ands and ors. Yes. I can't. I don't want to do it. Stop long. it. Stop it. Winview, I have a, I have a, I want to file a grievance. Stop with this, the okay. run on sentences with or and and. No, I'm kidding. Odd. Uh, and give me a comma, otherwise I sound like I don't know. <laughs> I need a I need a pause in this sentence. <laughs> I 
Elijah Moore and uh, I mean Mo Cox. I don't think either of these guys are super high volume plays as far as targets go. So the five receptions thing that's tricky, and then of course touchdown variance. Uh, another thing very tricky to try to predict. Um, Mo Ali Cox probably his best opportunity is off of like play action on a goal line situation, and that's hard to bank on. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, and Mo Ali Cox has only had five targets in one game this season. Everything else has been less. Uh, Elijah Moore I like better in terms of just targets and what he's getting and the upside there, but that is just. And he hasn't had a touchdown so far this season. So it's this is kind of a big, this is screaming no for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's meant to play with your emotions because it could it happen. Does. It could. It could happen, but no, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the odds here and say no to both. Yeah, I'm out. All right, last question. Indianapolis wins the game by eight or more points. I'm going to say this one's clo- I, closer than, than you expect with Mike White under center, and we kind of mm-hmm. saw it last week, even though... It looked like it could get ugly and the Bengals could run away with it, but you know, team kind of rallied around this kid. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say no, and I'm I'm actually going to put my risk-free one shot on it. I think it's going to be Alrighty. close. I like that. No, I think it's going to be close as well. I feel like this is going to be within a touchdown or less, and I feel like that's going to be what kind of decides the game. I, I definitely think it's going to be close as well. At least we hope it is. We want it to be a fun game. Let's go. All the answers are made. Guys, I love Winview. Again, go to winview.tv slash doc. Get your $100 deposit match on your first entry. It's so much fun. And I mean, it's just, it's really fun every week to kind of play with different lineups and you get notifications on your phone for exactly, you know, all the different types of games you can enter. And they have every type of game as well. They've got UFC props on here. They've got basketball. They've got everything. So be sure to check them out. It's a lot of fun and you will not regret it. I am trying to use the branding on here. Don't mind me. Hi. I fixed it. Yay. Awesome. Are there any other games you're really excited about this weekend? (sighs) You know, actually, I'm going to be going to Florida this weekend and my bucks are on a bye. Uh, Baby K gets to meet... Her aunts, so Auntie Ashley, Auntie Gabby. Um, you know, I, is there one particular game that really stands out to me this weekend? You know, I, I, I am going to be a little bit interested to see exactly what Jordan Love can do because they they were so bullish on this kid that they kind of soured the relationship with their MVP quarterback to trade up and go get him. So I'm still interested to see what he brings to the table. And really, can the Kansas City Chiefs get it figured out? Like, they haven't looked like themselves. I mean, I... No, they haven't. It's weird. Mahomes doesn't look like himself. No one looks like themselves. I was messaging with Maddie Kroll, one of our other amazing analysts at Dr. Roto, and I was telling her, I'm like, someone needs to give like a Snickers bar to each of these players in this game because no one is looking like themselves, and someone needs to get right. Maybe they're just hungry. You know what? I'm always hungry, so Hashtag that makes analysis. sense. That, that's analysis. No, that's analysis. I need to go eat right now. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm excited for the Titans-Rams game for Sunday Night Football. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, just excited to see how this defense shows up, shows out for the Rams. We didn't even mention that Derrick Henry is out. Oh, yeah. Derrick Henry's out. I don't think it's anyone okay. wants to relive it. <laughs> Fair enough. When the news came out through this week, it's already been such a crazy week that I forgot that Derrick Henry got hurt. Yeah, yeah only the number one running back in all of fantasy football. Yeah, he got hurt. 
And if you're dealing with that running back situation, you went and paid a lot of money for Jerry McNichols, and then you also went and picked up Adrian Peterson because you're going to have to play both to make some sort of semblance of a running back using both of them. I saw a lot of free agent budget being dropped on AP. I get it. I love Adrian Peterson, but pump the brakes and maybe see a little sample size before we drop our entire budget on Adrian Peterson. I don't know why I'm talking like Matt Foley, the motivational speaker, but think before you act, kids. Oh my gosh, seriously, though. It's, no matter what, it's already started off as a crazy week nine. I'm sure this weekend is going to hold a lot more craziness for us. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here at drrilla.com. Until next time, everybody. Later. Says the tater. Bye, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.